Thanks for joining us today on Open the Word with Circle of Friends. I'm Missy. And I'm Lisa. And I'm Gwen. And I'm Libby. Nice to have you guys back. (laughs) Nice to be here. I'm sorry. We're just all kind of giggling because it's, okay, listeners, it's the conversations we have beforehand (laughs) and whatever. Oh, it's so good to sit at the table with you ladies. (laughs) It is. And sometimes we take those discussions to the mics and sometimes we just put them aside. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Last time, Libby, you know, you brought up uh, the idea of, of kind of looking at our journals or our notes that we keep on our phone or quotes from yes. people or mm-hmm. just things that we kind of like, oh, I got to write that down because I want to remember that. And uh, th- this is, listeners, this is the conversation in a way it went. I said, I have a lot of that. I have a lot of Libby on my phone. I have a lot of Beth Beachy. And then I have some just unusual little things I stuck in here. I have no idea where this came from, but it kind of made me chuckle, so I shared it. Uh, and I and it really <laughs> made us chuckle. <laughs> uh, I just have written, I don't really care, pal. You're the one who has to look in the mirror. <laughs> it must have struck me as, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and, and true, right? I mean, I'm not responsible for that other guy. I'm responsible for me. I don't have to correct, judge, fix any of those things. Mm -hmm. What I have to is walk in truth and love and be willing to look at my own self because I'm looking in my own, in the mirror at myself, right? And that's who I'm going to have to answer for. That's who I'll stand before a holy God before and, and uh, give account to what I, I've done, my attitude and all Mm -hmm. those things. So I guess it's just my way of reminding myself, you know, I don't have to fix everything because I am a fixer. I've learned that about myself. It's something that I don't know from my childhood. I grew up kind of feeling like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm always anxious to make something right or figure it out or fix it for them. Or, and you, you just can't do that. And it's not your job. It's not my job. It's not my job to uh, be the one who tries to play Holy Spirit in people's <laughs> lives, right? I mean, really, walk in truth and love. S- yes. Speaking the truth in love, that's my job. That's what I need. So... Oh, amen to that. So I would say, (laughs) rather than (laughs) pal, I probably would say, you know what? You have a God-given right to choose, and I (laughs) applaud that. (laughs) I hope you choose well. Remember to choose well. Oh, I I do love that, Missy. That is so diplomatic. (laughs) I think I would probably add, and if you choose in a way that is contrary to the Lord, I hope you have the inner uh, understanding that you are choosing the consequences that thus will follow. This Boy, is true. Right? Can, can well, we just write all that down? <laughs> right? That was good. You know what? And I'm, I'm taking to Romans chapter 14. Uh, I'm going it, to, it, verse, verse 12, but I'm going to back it up a little bit. Verse 10, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Mm. For it is written, and this is from Isaiah 45. So Paul is now quoting an Old Testament prophet. As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. And that's exactly what you were saying, Missy. Uh, I think, golly, there's another one. <laughs> if anyone else has something, jump in. <laughs> well, I can. I have a quote from like Elizabeth Elliot. There was she. Yeah. One of her recordings, um, which is now put in podcast form, um, I was listening to, and this is something that's really stuck with me in a lot of the situations I've been in. And she's talking about her husband, and. In the course of like the day, something had happened throughout the day. I don't remember what the circumstance. I don't even know if she shared the circumstances, but she was upset with something that her husband had done or said to her. And she kind of carried that along with her like throughout the rest of the day, which I'm sure 
well, at least I know I have, have done that where the longer the day goes on, the longer like he's not saying anything, like nothing's even happening, that more angry and upset I'm getting with him. And, you know, that carried into the evening and they went to bed at night. And of course he's laying there snoring and she's laying there upset. <laughs> and then you're, and now we're upset because they're clearly not even upset and don't even realize. And so she said she laid in bed and she's still like wrestling with it. And finally she's like, I just got to get up out of bed and go spend some time with the Lord and grabs her Bible and goes and sits quietly with him. And she says that he made it clear to her that her husband was none of her business. That was God's business. But then he said, now let's talk about your anger and how you're responding to all of this. And so that kind of stuck with me through a lot of things where when something comes up, you know, that's not really my business. If somebody is, you know, being mean or saying something nasty or offending, that's not really my business. That's, that's God's business. You know, the thing I love about that is is something I call not my circus, not my monkey. You know, it, it's my responsibility to speak truth if God's calling me to speak truth or if it's my domain to speak truth. Um, or, you know, if they are coming to me for a specific counsel or something like that. And I need to be as scripturally accurate as possible. But what a person does with what I give them is not my circus or my monkey. Mm -hmm. That's where my responsibility stops. I was faithful to do what God asked me to do, but I am not somebody's Holy Spirit. What they do with what they've been given from the word of God, from me, from others, is what they will answer for with the Holy God. Mm -hmm. I answer for what I give them and whether or not it is biblically accurate. Um, and so that's kind of my, my thing, you know, is that I try to stop with, okay, I have done what God has called me to be responsible for. I've, I can stand before him going, no, I was clear. Mm -hmm. I was clear. I, I represented the word of God accurately. Okay, we're good. So, you know, it, that's kind of where I stop. Well, and I like the way that you elaborated on that, mm. just as you shared with your first quote, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Hey, pal. I don't care, pal. <laughs> I don't care, pal. You're the one that has to look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, but to elaborate on that and what it means as a follower of Christ, mm. as far as what our boundaries are, mm -hmm. and our boundaries Yes, they are to protect us, but they are also to protect everybody else <laughs> because I can absolutely do way more harm if I step outside of my boundaries mm -hmm. to someone else. Mm -hmm. and, and Gwen, I love the way that you used something that we do hear quite often, especially on social media, not my circus, not my monkeys, mm -hmm. and it's meant from what I gather, it can be meant as kind of derogatory, mm. like, hey, <laughs> I wash my hands of that, that I'm not responsible for that. Yeah, in a way, that's absolutely true. But what's our attitude about it? Mm. And just like you were sharing about Elizabeth Elliot, she may have been absolutely right in, 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 in what she was thinking about what was going on, but it was her attitude yes, correct. that needed to be dealt yes. with. And so, Gwen, the way that you... The way I use it is a little bit different. And I'm almost tongue-in-cheek yes, when I do it. But, but the way mm -hmm. that you elaborated on it, mm -hmm. it is the right thing to say. It's yeah. the right attitude to have. It's not like you put your hand up and said, talk to the hand. 
Well, and I needed that boundary for my emotional being because sure. honestly, I can't go worry about whether or not individuals or couples go home and use what I give them and whether my success can't be based on whether or not they've successfully listened to me and done what I've said or whatever. Um, it has to be on whether or not I've been faithful to the word of the Lord and to what God has called me to share. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there are some times when I'm like, all right, Lord, do I share? And I've got certain people that, for whatever reason, the Lord just says, pearls before swine, this is not a moment to share something of truth. It, it's not going to be heard. It's not going to be honored. And yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. And then there's other moments where, you know, I, I've sat with, with someone already and said, listen, today you have a crossroads. If you do not choose to divert, divert from your path, it's only going to get ugly terrible and awful from here on out it it is not going to get better um and so you know at that point I I looked at her and I said I I release you to your choice but you've got to choose a different direction if you want the Lord's blessing because you're walking you are already outside of his will and if you continue I don't have a lot of hope for where you're going to end up you're going to destroy two families you're going to you know or what the situation was you know but it's only going to get worse from here and so, you know, it's just like I love that we talked about Elizabeth Elliot because um, her husband, Jim, one of his life quotes is that he wanted to live in such a way that when he interacted with somebody, he put them at a crossroads for eternity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the yeah. direct quote yep. with that. Yep. But that was kind of his thing. And Missy, I think you'll, uh, you've got it. But it's this idea that you have a choice as of this moment. Mm. And so, you know, as I sat and counseled that woman, that was the quote that was coming to mind is that it was just very clear that I had to give her that moment and that she'll answer to the Lord for what she did with that moment. So, yeah. Yeah. And Gwen, you have to answer to the Lord for how you handled that. Yes. And to put her in at that crossroads. Yes. For her sake, yes. for her sake, not just for hers, but all the people that would be affected by her decisions. Exactly. And, you know, another old adage that comes to my mind when we're talking like this is when people say, and how's that working for you? Right. You know, that's, right. that is kind of a more elaborate way of saying, and how's that working for you? Yeah. And, and to get people to realize they need to be responsible for the free choice that they have. Yes. It is a free choice, but they need to be responsible for it. Yeah. Did you find yes, the quote? Yes, I did find okay. it. Father, make me a crisis man. Bring those I contact to decision. Let me not be a milepost in a single road. Make me a fork that men must turn one way or another on facing Christ in me. Which, oh. I love it. Yeah. 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 I, I'm so gonna, that's I'm the I'm man she was to. mad at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to have to put that in my notes <laughs> on my phone. That is so Just true. I think it was a later husband, but. Uh, oh, oh, was it maybe? Yeah. I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know she, I know at one point though, she, it was not easy with Jim. <laughs> if you read like her oh, earlier I stuff have about read him getting together. A lot of that. Like, oh. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. He was though. very passionate and very driven. And it was, are we heading the same direction or aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a beautiful yeah. testimony. It is. Yes. Yes. It, is. it really, really, it really is. is. Well, another verse that comes to my mind, and I know this is a very familiar one from Matthew 7, mm. right at the beginning. Judge not that you not be judged. And these are the words of Jesus. 
For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your own, that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Mm. And in this, Jesus is not saying, don't judge. He is telling us how to judge rightly. Don't be a hypocrite. Look at yourself first. Go to Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and see if there be any, any wicked way within me. That's what we must do first. And to go to a brother or a sister to help them take the speck out of their eye is not for our laud and glory. It is for their good and for God's glory. So we always have to be aware of what our motive is. And if we play that movie forward, what what the outcome needs to be. You know, that's really interesting, Libby, because even just even just earlier today, the Lord spoke to me about this. I was praying for a friend and uh, in a relationship that's very difficult. And I, I'm sort of angry at the sin that's been uh, yeah, done mm-hmm. toward her, shall I say. And I, and in the middle of all this, you know, like, make it right, Lord, make it right. <laughs> God is saying to me, are you, are you praying for him? Are you mm-hmm. concerned about where he's at? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, are you asking me to draw him near to me so that he can walk in a way that will bring him closer to me and, and he live out his purposes that I have called him to? Uh, uh, no, 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 I I didn't do that. Uh, I guess I'll back up a little bit and say, okay, Lord, let me just, let me just pray rather than jump, you know, and that's, I know that's in me to want to fix, you know, and, or I've got my hot buttons. We all do, right? We all have our own triggers about different things. And, uh, it's, yes. So that was (laughs) where the Lord took me to task right there this morning about, you need to be praying because if you see someone maybe walking down a road that isn't leading where, and let me just throw this in there, where you think God should be leading them or is leading them, then, then are you just judging just to judge or are you, or is your concern really for that person so that they are, they are brought back into the fold of the Lord if they've wandered, you know what I'm saying? That's what he calls us to. That's what that scripture is about. That's what Jesus was saying that, that as we, as we reach out to our brothers and sisters in Christ and we see them maybe off the path, our goal is not to judge them or beat them down. And I see this in the church. It's really sad. You know, we, we, we ignore, we judge, we almost kick people when they're down, and especially our brothers and sisters in Christ, rather than praying that God would help them, that the Holy Spirit would reveal to them where they need to, uh, where they need to change and what decisions they need to make and how we can be a grace offering to them, speaking the truth in love, if, if that's given to us to do, as you mm-hmm. said, Gwen. Uh, but, yeah, that was a kind of a kick in the pants for me this morning <laughs> because uh, right or wrong, mm-hmm. whether, I, you know, whether I'm right or wrong in my thinking, I'm wrong in my attitude there, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, so, just what we were saying, what's your attitude yes. about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I love gonna, I love the way you said grace offering. That's beautiful. Go ahead, I Quinn. like that. I'm going to piggyback right off of what you said, and I'm going to take us to Second Timothy chapter two, um, and I'm going to actually start in twenty two because I think there's a context of attitude, a posture mm. um, that makes this that this needs to stay in. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, now flee youthful lusts and pursue righteousness faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, but refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. The Lord's bondservants must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged. That's that attitude piece in all of this. And with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of truth, of the truth, that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. That is a huge purpose statement right there. Yeah, but I love that there's, there's a piece in this of recognizing that they, they, there's something that keeps them from coming to their senses. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's the fact that it's the snare of the devil. They're being held captive um, by him to do his will. You know, I don't think we consider that enough sometimes. Um, but that we are to literally with gentleness correct those in mm-hmm. opposition so that they have the opportunity that maybe God will grant them the ability to see to have their eyes cleared and to be able to repent. And and tell us again, tell the listeners again where those verses That's can be found. That's 2 Timothy chapter 2 and it's verse 22 through 26. Yeah. And you know, Gwen, that leads me right back to something you had said earlier and it's it's right after what I read in Matthew 7 starting at verse 1. This does what what Paul is saying here goes clear back to what Jesus said about right judgment and the right attitude behind that judgment. But in verse 6 of Matthew 7, Jesus is saying, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Mm -hmm. So this is clear strategy from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, when I use this scripture, I'm quick to tell people Jesus is not calling people pigs or dogs, <laughs> but he is using this beautiful word picture to, to let us know what's going to happen with what we are attempting to give to them when they're not in a position to receive it. Mm-hmm. They're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We keep getting that log out of our eye. And we keep praying for the people that we want to impact in this way. And I remember sitting under a teacher who called them unworthy disciples. And I'm like, wow, that's harsh. But the more I thought about it, it's like at this point in their lives, they don't want to be a disciple. Mm, So don't be about discipling them. Be about praying for them to come to know the Lord, then people need to be groomed for discipleship. And and I'm going to go back to something else. When you were talking about not my circus, not my monkeys, mm-hmm. and Gwen, 
oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast just to hear what you said again, because you said it so beautifully. <laughs> okay. But you know what I thought of? Hmm. When I, two women in particular that I was in a mentoring relationship with, and when we first got into it, I didn't know them, but our love for each other grew so deep. But both of them, I knew, had a very teachable spirit, but they were pretty lax in taking hold of the action steps that they needed to do. And at one point, I said to both of them, separately, because we met in private, look, I feel like I just want to slap you up the side of the head. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you don't want me to mentor you. But we were in that kind of a relationship. Where you could. Where I could say that, Mm -hmm. and they knew exactly what I meant. Like, and I would say, Mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about this anymore. Mm -hmm. I've I've given you the steps to do. When you show me that you're ready to do them, then we'll talk about it again. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They were so appreciative of that. And I think a lot of times when we adopt an attitude of not judging in the wrong way, We're not giving people what they're longing for. Yeah. Here's a, a, go ahead. I was just going to say, here's another quote from my notes from Dwight Mason. Intent reveals desires, but action reveals commitment. There you go. That's mm-hmm. it right there. And I said, I want to slap you up the side <laughs> of the head. I should have said you that. Said but I absolutely love that you said that, what you said. And that's one of the other things, because I was thinking about this earlier today with the situation where I brought up in the last podcast about the friend of mine and just yes. different things about teaching. And I was really thinking about that difference between just straight up teaching and then that walking alongside of somebody, mm. because I do think there is a, a big difference. And I know we talk about like, obviously Jesus being a teacher in the Bible, but he was so much more than just a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think when we go in and we kind of assume that position where I'm the teacher standing at the front of the room and I'm teaching you versus I'm sitting alongside of you and walking this out with you. And I think that very often gives that gives us that situation where they do have that learning heart and they want to be taught, but they also do, I think, tend to move on or take action or can hear that blunt truth um, just more readily than if it's just, if I'm standing up in front of somebody and just teaching and preaching and teaching and preaching, but when they've walked alongside of me and they've spent time with me And then when I say something, like you had said, Libby, they know it's coming from my heart, and they know they needed to hear it. It wasn't just, you know what I mean? Like a one-sided, almost conversation, they're like a part of that. Yeah, like I really really care for them. Yes, absolutely. They knew that I absolutely cared for them, but I I had nothing more for them. But they needed to hear that piece of it. Yes, they did need yes. to hear that, that, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm it's kind a, of at this crossroads and I need to either take action yeah, or not take action. Yeah, crossroads. It's yes. a tough love kind of thing. Yes. It really is. But with the love, that's the, the love had to be yes. there for you to be able to say that and then to continue <laughs> yes. meeting with you. Yeah, yeah. And there has to be an authenticity yes. of, of um, relationship and And, you know, I love, as you said, Lisa, I love sitting under people's teaching, whether Mm -hmm. it's in person or podcast Mm -hmm. or reading or whatever. And you can even develop a relationship with them in that way. It's not face-to-face, but you get to know their their integrity, their credibility, and Mm -hmm. all of that. And that's a good, good thing. And then when you put that into a one-on-one, side-by-side relationship... It just brings in a whole nother 
element that you don't have if it's the distance learning, so to speak. Yes. But but still all wonderful truth and and truths that we all need to yes. know and keep learning. You know, that kind of takes me out to First Timothy chapter one. Um, and I'm debating on where I want to start, but um, let's start in verse three. I urge you upon my departure from Macedonia to remain on at Ephesus so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines, nor to pay attention to myths or endless genealogies, uh, which give rise to mere speculation rather than furthering the administration of God, which is by faith. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart with a good conscience and a sincere faith. For some men straying from these things have turned aside to fruitless discussions, wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they're saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Um, and I just, I just think of this that, you know, it's about the attitude. Like you said, Libby, it goes back to making sure that you're holding yourself accountable with the Lord that you are in the word and in accountability and in, um, you know, in constant assessment of how are you doing in your walk with God? Are you walking faithful? Are you, um, is there any sin that's controlling you? Um, is there any area of your life that the enemy's gotten a hold of? Or are you walking pure and holy and upright? Um, are you diligent in the word to study? Are you doing it with the right heart and attitude? Um, you know, because he's directly addressing here that some of these men have turned um, wanting to have the fame of being a teacher. Um, and so they're pursuing it for them own selves rather than pursuing it for God's purposes. So I don't know. I, I just that came to mind a little bit. So I thought I'd throw that one out there. <laughs> well, I, I love it. I just think that is. Well, of course, it's the word of God. It's excellent. <laughs> but you use the word community, mm -hmm. and I just keep coming back. Lisa, you've thrown out the whole idea of relational, and uh, these are things that we talk about so often at this table. And I, I know we're at the end of our time, but I want to bring up something that I had written down not too long ago. And so this is just general when coming across verses that are confusing, unclear, whatever, or maybe you believe that God is saying something new, slow down and consult community. Mm -hmm. And one of those is cross-references. Mm -hmm. Do a topical search for other cross-referenced verses that are more clear to you. Let those verses shed light and clarity on the less clear verses. So cross-referencing. The next one is commentaries. Go to commentaries and say to yourself, has God shown anyone else throughout all of history the same thing you believe he has just revealed to you? You know, like God can speak to you very uniquely, but when he does, that doesn't necessarily mean that you go out and say, hey, guess what the word of God says? He just showed this to me. No, consult your cross-references and your commentaries. There is safety in community, in that type of community. And that's why we love coming to the table 
and doing this together. But know this, that when you open the word, and especially as you talk to your Father God about it, He is with you in community, with you in the word. Just talk to Him about it. And don't take our word for it, but open the word. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.